Hello patrons and welcome to our Hellraiser marathon that we are doing especially for you. Ian is super comfortable with everything that he's watched so uh, yeah two down eight to go. Two down eight to go yeah. So what's the what's yeah. the marathon called Bex? The marathon is called Jesus fucking wept. <laughs> I came up with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair it is apt. It is apt yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's uh it's like that meme that keeps going around of Frol Coley and Blind Manor just saying Christ. It's about about the right kind yeah. of emotion level for this marathon, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we have watched Hellraiser One and Hellraiser Two Hellbound. Um and we have such pleasures to show you. So <laughs> let's get cracking, I guess. Ian. How was was Hellraiser for you? Well, it was interesting. I think what I'm going to do throughout all of these is do a little uh, rating, like ranking of thanks, I hate it. So um, during these films, I have been WhatsApping Mark and Becky. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a ride. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One of, them, one of them genuinely made me laugh out loud. Uh, the one uh, yesterday. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah which which, which I, I will say when, when we cover the next, when we cover number two in a minute, when he makes his point, I will say that is the moment that made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Oh, nice. Now, in there was one that you sent when you were watching the first Hellraiser that was like, I completely forgot this happened. And I, I, it was out of context. I don't know what it was in relation to. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. All right. So I I sent over three pictures while watching the first Hellraiser. Right. I've got to say, Shudder, the fucking picture quality of these films on Shudder is disgusting. <laughs> it is sub DVD. And I am sure that these films must scrub up better. Like awful fucking transfers. What I'll say is we watched 1080p copies, didn't we? Um, beautiful. And 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 it it it. I mean, Clive Barker um, himself freely admits the fact that the first thing he said on his first day on set of the movie was literally turned up the crew and went, "What the fuck do I do?" (laughs) But it was the first thing he said and was very much like. It was very complimentary of the cast and crew and basically said, look, I was crap and they were all lovely about it. <laughs> thing is, though, like, sorry, we, we, we're kind of derailing what Ian was going to say, but um, it has its charms from like a practical filmmaking point of view. As a, as a study of that, it does it does have its charms. Mm. So, Ian, what, what's your ranking going to be then? Um, so to, to be honest, actually, looking at this, I only did two thanks I hate it's. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I, to be fair, when it comes to Hellraiser two, there's what there's another one I should have done thinking about it, um, and I'll I'll try and uh, pay more attention to to this going forward. But the just to to confirm, the thanks I hate it were um, the sequence where Frank's like skeleton and whatnot is reconstructed. Oh, do you know what I really enjoy about that bit, though? You know, and he's got, like, the the wiggly bits coming out of the top of his neck that yeah. then connect into his skull, and they're just, like, wiggling around. I love that bit. Yeah, thanks, I hate it. Um, 
And then Frank talking to Julia when he's basically all just kind of like muscle tissue. <laughs> sticky Frank. Yeah, yeah. And he is sticky as well, isn't he? But I mean, like, it's you you can't fault the the effects in in the film. They are incredibly evocative. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean they really are. Um the Jesus wept bit at the end is fucking incredible. Um, you know, I mean, like in, in terms of sheer like artistry, that stuff cannot be denied, cannot be denied. And the fucking dread that is all through this film is amazing. Like it, it's it's such. So, it's so uncomfortable and just so grim that if you're into that fair fucking play, but man, I do not ever want to see a soiled mattress again in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a bit of that going on in there. I like the fact that he just picks up the, the, um, Larry. Yeah. Just picks up the pervy statue at the start and is, Frank's been here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So what, 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 your, what, what are your opinions on Hellraiser before I went back into Hellraiser? Because we've seen, I think we've seen all of them, haven't we? See, I don't remember any apart from one. Okay. So I'm really excited about this whole thing that we're doing. Um. I, I have always really liked Hellraiser. I think it's it's great practical effects. It's great in that it doesn't. One of the things I like about the second one is one of, is the opposite of one of the things I like about this one. Yeah. I like the fact that it just fucking chucks you into this this weird world. It doesn't explain the Cenobites. It doesn't really explain the backstory. It just kind of chucks you in and it it, it just is. Yeah. And I like that about it. It's just like eh. Come watch this shit that's happening, uh, you know. And it's it, it, it's great. I think the Cenobites are all really good. The, their makeup and their um, their sort of visual representation mm. is is really good. Like I want to know. I want backstories of all the Cenobites as to what torch they went through to get like that. Um, which you, you do kind of get with um, number two for Pinhead, don't you? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I've, I've I've always really liked Hellraiser. I think the story is very good. I think it possibly could be better made. Sorry, Clive Barker. I, Cl- Cl- Clive Barker would agree with you a hundred percent on that. Do, do do you like the fact, guys, both of you, the fact that it is quite clearly a story set in Britain, shot in Britain, mm-hmm. and is British, but then literally the producers of the movie it told Clive Barker that you had to then redub some of the voice actors who oh, were American really? and had to change the locations to America in spite of the fact that it is clearly set in Britain. I don't think it rains like that. That, that drizzle that, that, that there is at the end. Yeah, there, there, they have plenty of rain in America. I don't think they have British drizzle. There, there, there is... Like it, it, they have what like you said. They they have a lot of weather across the entirety of America. Yeah. Nobody does grey skies like Britain. <laughs> no, I yeah, I guess that 
Th- that's the thing. And if it was all like British characters, you know, you know, Andrew Andrew Robin, Robinson, if he's like American, fair enough or whatever, you know, if it was one or two characters, but it just felt amateurish. Like the fact that it couldn't seem to make up its mind there. You know, I mean, like there's a shot of a train going past at one point and there's a fucking British Rail logo on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, the, all the cars in it have British number plates. Oh, God, you see, I haven't even noticed. It's Sorry? Boston. I think we can all agree that wherever they are, it's better than Boston. It is, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Julia's back on her own turf. Yeah. Where are the fuck may that may be? Yeah, but, I love the fact that it's so non-specific. Yeah, she's back on her own turf. What? Britain? <laughs> <laughs> it also amuses the hell out of me every time I watch it that, that Julia is portrayed as this, like, stone-cold fucking fox that can get any man that she wants. And you're just looking at her going, really? Really? She, in this one, she looks like she's... um. A fucking styled uh, after um, Hyacinth Bucket and keeping up appearances. <laughs> it's bouquet, Ian. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, it's Bucket. Um, but yeah, I, 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 no, I know that was bizarre. She's and that just a the... bad looking woman, but she's not like, fuck yeah. Like the bit but... where the, the, the mattress movie men yeah. are like just like properly like fucking. <laughs> I was just like, really? Really? Like, I could kind of, like, Kirstie's a pretty girl, and at least she's, like, I mean, I know it kind of makes it worse, but young. Like, Julia's, like, some old woman with a mullet. It was 80s and not in Britain. They were all after youngins. Ah, that's fair. Nice. No, but, I mean, it, it, it's, she, yeah, like you say, she's not ugly, but she's definitely Larry level, not Frank level. You know, like, <laughs> Frank, <laughs> sorry. I love how her signature move is just putting a fucking thumb in people's mouths as well and then running it over their lips. She does it, like, numerous times across these two movies. But but then, but then there is a bit where, where Frank, when he's icky Frank... Oh, sticky, icky Frank. And he's, and he's there and she's like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, no, we'll get to that when we get to number two, but that was that was some badass bitch move. I enjoyed that. But it's... There's... I don't know... The, uh, there's a charm to it, but yes, it is. It's more of a curio, I think. That's now, fair. Than what you would sit down and class as. If you watch this now for the first time with no nostalgia or affection for it, you'd probably be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Oh, shit. <laughs> that was really badly made. But, like, because because there is that kind of background there, I think, like, if, I, if I showed this to, say, Isabel as a young horror fan, she'd be like, what the fuck? Well, that, that's it. When you take something like, for instance, that we all rewatched um, earlier on this year, or maybe last year, time has no meaning anymore. Uh, we all watched Phantasm for the first time. Mm. Show up last year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that felt, you know, it, it, it's probably, Phantasm was probably a lot lower budget um, than, than Hellraiser. Um, but it, it, it felt, it was, it was clever filmmaking. This was a clever story and, like Ian said, evocative filmmaking. Mm. Um, and, and that's kind of, you know, how it, how it kind of worked within that. And that's, that's the selling point is the fact that it was, it has good grim effects. And uh, the story is, I mean, even Clyde Barker doesn't think it's anywhere near one of his better stories. Mm. Um, but it is, 
it's interesting the fact that it dropped into this mm. this this weird fucking world where you know you've got a, a guy who opens a box into essentially hell. The most easily solvable yeah. puzzle box in existence. There's just like not a difficult puzzle box to solve. If I run my finger over here, oh my god, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, and then you've got stuff like what's the name? Kirsty, like accidentally opening it. Yeah. And going, look, I didn't know what it was for. They're going, ah, so. <laughs> yeah, and then in the second one, they yeah. go, oh no, it's not her. It's the one who with the desire. Yeah, it's like, like it's you, not the act; it's the desire that it, calls us. And it's, 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 like, it's like you you change your mind a lot, Cenobites. Well, what I think is that really in her head, Kirsty's a bit of a freak on a leash kind of situation, and she, the desire is there, and the oh, you, well, she literally says to Steve, doesn't she? When 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 horny Steve is literally cracking onto her uh, <laughs> in front of her dad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think. I, that's I, the, the, the Cenobites themselves. I mean, it's 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 interesting. So I, I'm, uh, uh, this this is not an original trivia that I've dug up. The Evolution of Horror Pod, very very good podcast. Uh, they would uh, the, they had a Hellraiser episode, and they were saying that um, Doug Bradley was a mate of um, of uh, uh, Clyde Barker's, and he was like, either you can play one of the delivery men or you can play Pinhead. <laughs> what a sliding doors choice that was. You yeah. Know, uh, and but I mean like and Pinhead is great. The other ones like the female one. I think it's literally credited as female Cenobite. I love how that one is just like nah. Let's just fucking let's just let's just do it. Like Pinhead, stop it. I want her. Why can't we have her? <laughs> I, I I like how focused that one is. Just like no, I you know no fucking about. Let's just have her, please. You know, I felt I felt sorry for that one because Pinhead's all like, oh, I am the master here. Don't cry. It's a waste of good suffering. <laughs> you know, no, just fucking kill her if you're going to like or do whatever the fuck you're going to do to her if you're going to do it to her. I like it, it, It's yeah, I, I I don't know. Just like the I've got to say as well, the bug man and the fucking thing that he turns into at the end. I'd nah. completely forgotten about that. Like, what? Because this is the thing, right? My memory, I've seen Hellraiser once before, and literally the only thing I could have told you was Pinhead's in it, because Pinhead's in it, and there's some sort of flying creature at the end. That's okay. literally all I could have told you about it. And when that came up, I was just like, yeah, okay, shit, that is the credits, and they're just not going to explain that. Brilliant. What the fuck? Yep. He's obviously like a guardian of the box or something, isn't he? Yeah, it, 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 but he never explains. Like, it, it, he, I don't think his character ever gets explained, though. No, just like seeing cricket. Yeah, that's a bit of a grim one, that one. <laughs> he just dead, dead, dead on looks her in the eye while he's just munching on his crickets as well. I love that bit. In that, definitely in the US pet shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the thing. Is, I, I think you said it best there, but it is a bit of a, a, a cure up now mm. nowadays, and it it has like a very very loyal cult following as a lot of kind of like horror franchises have. I think 
it, it largely revolves around Pinhead, though. Like, in the same way that a lot of Silent Hill kind of hardcore fans are what's Pyramid Head fans. Yeah. It's like, if you have a good creepy buddy, then you, you're fairly golden, to be fair. And Pinhead is a good buddy. Mm. I mean, I, I like the fact that he's literally been, like, the, the moniker Pinhead is just what he's referred to as, in spite of the fact that he's never referred to a Pinhead in any of what it is. No, and do you know what? The end credits of, I think it's number two, yeah. when they are credited, made me really sad, because you've got, like, Pinhead, the Chatterer, Butterball, female Cenobite. They couldn't have given her a fucking yeah. name. Yeah. That's really sad. I think, she's actually, I think she's called Deep Throat, isn't she, like, later on? Yeah. Yeah, she is. I mean, she, she could, I mean, really get some depth in there. She's got, like, a hole there, so. Yeah. Right. Maybe we'll see that. It's better than Necrotch. Ew. Just saying. It, it is better than it. Yeah, it is. horrible about the word crotch. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I will say, Ashley Lawrence is terrible. Yes. It is, uh, it, is, <laughs> it, it, it is no coincidence that she had nothing of a film career. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, really, really quite bad. Um, Andrew Robinson, it, I will say, Andrew Robinson at the end, and that's the bit where I was like, oh, um, oh fuck, I've forgotten this bit, uh, or whatever, like on the WhatsApp, was him, was Frank pretending to be Larry at the end. Oh, wearing the skin suit. Yeah, fucking stealing his face and shit. Like, just the... Because you, you as as the audience, you realise way before Kirsty, and I think that's intentional. Mm. But just, like, how he's playing it as he's a character pretending to be another character is, is you know, is well done, and it's fucking creepy. Um, I feel like... She probably should have noticed, though, that, like, his face was peeling off around the edges. I don't think she's bright. No, I mean, to be fair, she doesn't go round the house, like, and, and immediately go, like, after, I, I, what was it? I WhatsApped this, but there was a particular point that I raised. Um, Hang on. Yeah, though, when Kirsty comes back to the house, I'd lead with Uncle Frank's in the house and he's all fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't lead with that, does she? And also, I did also say, in like as Pinhead, you solved the box. I give zero fucks that you had no context for what it was. Come with us, sub shit. Oh, hang on, you know Frank? Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, I'll have him instead. <laughs> like that, he'll maybe let her off the hook, doesn't he? They just want Frank back. Yeah, yeah, makes him look bad. Yes. I mean, is that what it is then? It's like a reputational save. It's like, well, shit, we're going to look bad against uh, with all the other Cenobites if we don't get him back. Maybe. We're going to go to our monthly fucking meeting and, uh, God. And the Cenobite Christmas party, they'll be like, yeah. ah, yeah, but you let that Frank guy go, to you, <laughs> wankers? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Where's Frank Pinhead? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Rakeface. Rakeface. Nice. I like that. Um, yeah, I just, you know, it's not for me, but it's a film absolutely just full of dread and grime and, and just ickiness. 
And, you know, if you're that way inclined, which you two are, apparently, then great. Um, I'll never watch this. I don't I, I will never watch a single one of these films again, I'm sure. Um, really? But uh, yeah, 100. No, there's no there is no fucking way I'm going to go. Yeah. All right. I'll stick Hellraiser on. That sounds like a treat. I literally WhatsApped you guys through it saying, I hate myself. <laughs> but I thought maybe you'd like have time to mull over it and you're all right now. <laughs> I think it's probably gone further the other way. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to see soiled mattresses ever again. You know, like I, it just, oh my God, it's fucking, bleh, you know, and, but, and the, the, the thing is the second one isn't so much that for me. And I think it's because it's less about fucking boners. Well, 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 moving on then. Uh, Hellbound Hellraiser 2. I'm going to jump in because you're just not interested in the fucking house anymore, are you? Bex <laughs> um, gave it a go, guys. We don't we don't host the show because, like, we're misogynists or anything. Bex never wants to host the show, so... Nope. Too much responsibility. Well, Hell, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Um, it's called Hellbound, apparently, because that is what Clive Barker originally wanted to call Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, but he, he didn't direct this one. Um, Tony Randall uh, directed it, and he was the guy who they brought in to do the uh, re-edits for Hellraiser. Oh. Um, with Clive Barker's blessing. It wasn't, like, against his wishes or anything like that. Mm. Uh, but he then came on board to... Um, to, to, to direct this one. Uh, slight change of pace, isn't it? Um, Hellraiser, Hellbound Hellraiser 2, in that it uh, centres more around um, Kirsty and... Which is great. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, but also, she's uh, essentially admitted for psychiatric evaluation because of her tales of um, of demons and a magic puzzle box. Um I love, I love how, though, they also had the other guy in, and then he's just gone home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he said the same thing, but they just let him go. And then you never see him again. Yeah, Steve just went home. Yeah. Uh, Steve went home to his nightmares. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but the turns out, turns out that the, um, the doctor that she's been um, assigned to what is he, Becky? He's a wrong'un. He's a wrong'un. I'm massively into the Cenobites. Um, yeah. And so he's, would he's you know it? Proper fangirl in Yeah, would you know it? He wants that puzzle box. Um, and then, then we also have Julia pulls a massive Frank, doesn't she? <laughs> Julia pulls a Frank and gets the, the doctor to bring her just fucking random mental patients. And apparently, decomposing corpses in, in the Hellraiser universe just don't stank. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what happens. They're maggoty though. They are very maggoty, but don't stank. Um, Ian, um, on the thanks I hate it scale, where was Hellbound Hellraiser two? Uh, so um, this one got a one. Um, where it was, it, to be honest, it was just an image of uh, Julia all bandaged up, kissing old uh, Doctor. What's his name? Um. But to be fair, her generally in the muscly state with the fucking like just leaving blood everywhere was a big old thanks. I hate it. Yeah. That's Massive thanks. I hate it. 
the thing is, as the film goes on, it gets more fantastical. It just gets more silly and it gets more stop motiony. And then I'm kind of all right. But yeah, wasn't into that. And this is this is the thing. This film is less about. Oh, actually, no. And another thanks I hate. It should have been when she's rolling around, like she's killing that first guy and rolling around. Like it's almost like the birth of Julia or something. And like they're both bloody and just rolling around and she's killing him. Yeah. And just how long that goes on for. <laughs> it, it does. It does go on for a bit, doesn't it? Like she can't catch him and it's like. Yeah, all right, just be quicker doing it because this is taking too long. <laughs> but, um, but it's uh, just to say. It's completely different than Frank's, though. Like, she comes back more fully formed. That's an inconsistency that I was a bit like. Not, not, not only that, um, like in the first one, Frank has to literally wear what's his Larry's skin, whereas she just has to just do the thing and it just boop, pops up on her. She grows. She's just clearly better at regenerating than Frank. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I suppose, is it, is there a case to say that she was let out so they gave her a bit of a head start or something? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but that, this, but then that bit is is kind of nullified by uh, Kyle um, and the wonderful adventures of Kyle. Big Ed Kyle. <laughs> fucking, right. Kyle is fucking incredible. Um, I really latched on to him in the first half of this because he's the doctor's assistant. He's got a little bit of a boner for old Kirsty, and goes, right, I'm going to break into my boss's house. How am yep. I going to do this? Uh, I'm going to open a fucking window and just climb on in. <laughs> and then I'm going to have a look around. I'm going to keep on saying, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it does say Jesus Christ a lot in that, doesn't it? Oh, my God. And just like, he's been into this shit for years. And just like the way he's saying it all is just like, this is very, this is very surprising. Wow. You know, and like, uh, and then. He's got kind of a, a Judge Reinhold kind of energy going yeah. on. There's a Reinholdiness to him, yeah. yeah. Very Reinhold-esque. Um, I just like. I love that, you know, Steve is it's just like, yeah, we, we let him go, you know, fair enough. He's never mentioned again. And then Kyle comes into the mix and I'm thinking, oh, fucking hell, we're going to be with this dickhead for like the roast of the film. Nope. The first opportunity Julia has to kill him, he's done. <laughs> it is fucking incredible. And this is the thing, right? This film surprised me because the first half feels like a kind of a redo but on a bigger scale than of the first one and the second the second half it basically turns into labyrinth if it was in a fucking snm dungeon that's fair yeah wasn't expecting that yeah it is didn't hate it it, i didn't hate it you know yeah it's a it's a bit bonkers Mm. is number two a much more well-rounded movie story, though, I would say. Movie storyline. Yeah, I could, it, see, I could it, see that. It probably lends itself to being a more accessible horror movie than the first one does for audiences. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah. 
It, it's a more accessible horror. There's like there's less. It, it it's still got the gore factor, but it's not as icky, and it's not no, as. I know it's icky. No. It, 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 it's it's not quite as as horny as the first one is. <laughs> um, no. But but we do get taken on the adventures of Kirsty and 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 Tiffany, who all of a sudden can just speak at some point. Like she got bored of not talking. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe the the hell labyrinth is is a healing place for her. Maybe it was. Maybe it was just wandering around there, just you know, just sort of poking her head round and looking a little bit, kind of like that shit's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is though, like the end. I know we're skipping ahead a little bit here, but I don't think they just let mental patients take all the mental patients home with them. Sure they do. Do yeah. they? Is that like a thing? It was the eighties. The simpler time. In in Britain, America. <laughs> yeah, in, in in wherever place this is set. <laughs> oh dear. It does feel like with this one, they try and prove that the first one was set in America by having it be really American at the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm gonna say I do. I do enjoy the fact that it turns out that Julia's actually like being sent back as bait, essentially. Hmm. I enjoyed that. And then she, like, fucks the doctor over. And then she fucks Frank over. Yeah. And then Kirsty wears her skin. Yeah. After after it gets pulled off when she gets sucked into a vortex. Yeah. And the doctor gets turned into a Cenobite. See, that was quite interesting as well, like, the creation of the Cenobite. By why the why it chose him. Ah, because he was fucking well up for it. He was pretty up for it, to be fair. Yeah. The thing is, I feel like Pinhead has, like, principles as to, like, who should and shouldn't be taken. Like, he's he's all into the whole, like, pleasure-pain thing of the universe in which he lives, but he does adhere to his principles, whereas the Doctor's just a bad dickhead. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like the Doctor's all about the killing. Like mm. and the and the torture and whatnot, you know. Um, Pinhead, yeah, it, it's obviously we get the origin of Pinhead in here, and uh, he, even like sympathetic Pinhead, um, mm. which I wasn't fucking expecting. Um, <laughs> but like the the idea of you were just a normal person, you got turned into this thing, um, and then forgot who you started out as. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's interesting, and that, the idea of. Like Pinhead is just being someone who, yeah, all right, he was a bit of a pleasure seeker, but he probably didn't fucking want this to be his end. Whereas the Doctor is like, yeah, do you know what? This is fucking great. Mm. Yeah, and like that—that's an interesting, that's an interesting dichotomy there. But again, yes, Pinhead has his principles, but I don't know. Like the the, the fucking deep throat again is like. (laughs) Let's not fucking waste time. Come on, Pinhead. Like, can I don't we, care like, if she's just solved the puzzle because she was made to. I fucking want to kill her. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to fucking like wear her skin or as a fucking sash or whatever. You know, um, it, 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 she very much is like, look, we are not in this for the fucking moralistic tale of all. I'm in it for the skin wearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do, do you realise we're in hell? We're not supposed to play by rules, you dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I, I, it just the 
I, I don't know. I mean, like, could I call it good? Maybe not. But I like that it's ambitious. I like that it severely isn't a retread of the first one, even though the first 45 minutes or so certainly play out like it's going to be. But then they really rip all that up. They increase the scope. It looks like a film. It's got a great score. The Christopher Young score is fucking is fantastic. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, the the acting isn't great. Ashley Lawrence continues to be terrible. Tiffany, what like has walked out of Nightmare on Elm Street three? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, and it, it's, but. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate my time with it. Like I say, I will never watch these films again because I don't find them particularly pleasurable to watch. Um, but yeah, I I was dreading this one because I remembered fucking Julia being all just like muscly and that image is fucking creepy to me. Um, but it was fine and... To be honest, I'm going into Hellraiser 3 now. Just like, right, one of them has, uh, one of the Cenobites, like, has CDs in its head or something. Yeah, all right, then I'll see what that's about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, in conclusion, it's definitely got thanks, I hate it elements, but not nearly as much as the first one. Yeah, it's definitely a lot less grim. I think the fact that it, it, it is more kind of polished looking and the effects are more polished looking as well mm-hmm. help with it being less grim. And what I think is weird is the fact that Hellraiser was a moderate success. Mm. Hell, Hellbound Hellraiser 2 was not at all. No. Um, but then it still got a third. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, what I will say. The one thing that the, these these films have going for them so far uh, is that they they very much they very much know what they're doing and they very much know how to do it in a timely manner. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. yeah, fair enough. You know, they they know right. We can keep people's attention and we can we can show off with this grimness for like 90 minutes. But once we go above that, people are going to just go a bit boring this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's very much that. But yeah, next ne- next week we have Hellraiser 3 and 4 and to come. And 4. Yeah. Very exciting. So thank you very much for listening, Patreons. Uh, and we shall... We, 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 we shall um, be weeping again next week. <laughs> Can't Bye. wait. Wasted suffering, Mark. <laughs>